Welcome to the Say It With Sex podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan L., creative mother of the Muses Lab, pleasure scholar, and advocate, here to offer you perspective on the erotic, sex, pleasure, and relationships in the physical and spiritual realm. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Save with Sex podcast. Today, I'm in a very tender, gentle, <laughs> soft mood, um, and not because I'm typically trying to be. It's just there's a lot of, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm also a medium. If you listen to the trailer, you heard me mention that I'm a medium, and I just feel things, right? I'm an empathic person, and I just feel very sentient. I'm a sentient being and I can sense the overt aggression that is happening, that is lingering in the air. And it is prompting me to be gentle, soft and tender with myself and soothing with myself. And at the time of this recording, there is a lot of unrest and a lot of monstrous behavior happening. There are planetary shifts that are occurring today. So uh, the world but known to them or not, is responding to a lot of the planetary energy that is occurring above us, around us, outside of us, um, in our atmosphere. So just sending love to those who are on the receiving end of that overt aggression and the monstrous behavior, and sending love to those who can just sense all this unrest and atrocity that is happening. We are talking about making love. And you'll hear my opinions on making love, well, specifically making love without being in love. And you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on that. And I sprinkle a little bit of soul tie uh, commentary into today's episode, into this episode. But I want you to consider that it is possible to embody something and be able to give it to someone without having to um, have a synchronistic feeling with someone, speaking in terms of love, right? It is possible to embody love and be able to show love, to send love and spread love to people without them having to love you back. And that in that instance, if we are to make love to someone, then that means we are embodying love. But I caution the thought of people calling themselves making love to someone without embodying the thing that they want to be in communion and partnership with. It's hard to make love to someone, even though I don't think making love exists. You'll hear more on that commentary as you get into the episode. Despite me not believing making love exists, right? I do not believe it is possible to make love to someone if you do not embody love in your life. See to consider. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so let's go. 
so I'm going to revisit this conversation about making love without being in love. And I talked about this on Instagram and stories. And if you follow the Muses Lab, then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't follow the Muses Lab, that's okay. Join me. <laughs> Join me on this journey as we talk about certain things. And I may slip in, depending on where the conversation takes me, I may slip in why or my disdain <laughs> for soul ties. So bookmark that. Maybe I'll get to it. Maybe I won't. But just have it in the back of your mind that we may cover this today. So I was inspired by a podcast clip. And I want to say someone shared this reel with me from the community. But I was inspired by a podcast clip from uh, Mia Bugsy, aka Samia, who is the intimacy coordinator and owner of Sexual Essentials, right? It's always good to find more pleasure practitioners out there because I don't know, it's a plethora of us, particularly Black women. There is a plethora of us out there who are just doing a damn thing and helping people and just spreading the joy of pleasure around, right? And she was on the Rich and Unemployed podcast. And I want to say the host, his name is Finesse. Hopefully I got that right. And they were talking, uh, they were amongst many other things, it seems as if they were particularly talking about making love without being in, in love. And I listened, made sure I listened to the clip before I presented any commentary or gathered up an opinion. And he asked her, what was her definition of love? And the things she described, gentleness, being attentive to the body, a man actually liking the woman that he's sleeping with, <laughs> a man actually liking a woman's body, just taking all of those things into account, a couple of the things that she described. And I listened to it twice. And again, for me, that sounds like simply prioritizing someone's pleasure, right? It doesn't sound like making love. And then I shared in the commentary that I don't think making love exists. This is just me. I don't think it exists. I think two people who are in love, sure, can make love because it's an exchange of love, right? I don't particularly think making love exists. Again, that's just me. But what I shared in the comments is that that is really just prior, that's simply prioritizing someone's pleasure, right? Basic shit, baseline, bare minimum, right? And then of course, one of my faves, darling Nikki, love her. <laughs> she shared her, her thoughts, which she said, she, because she is a somatic practitioner, that she's just full of love and that she shares love and she exchanges love and she's not in love with her clients or with the people that she has sexual engagements with, with, but because she is love, she makes love and infuses love into her energy, into her touch and into the work that she does with other people, which I totally get. And looking from it, looking at it from that perspective, I totally get it, right? If you are love, of course, everything you do is in love, it's with love, right? You're not immersed in love with someone but you are immersed in love itself so because you are love everything you do is with love right that makes sense totally get that by the standards and the definitions that most people have shared 
based on that, I still do not think making love exists, right? Because we're really just talking about prioritizing people's pleasure. And I turned around and I, I pivoted and I asked the community, the music lab community, the same question. A lot of people said, nope, I can't do that because emotions, things, blah, 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 totally get it, right? Emotional attachments. And if you listen to episode four, I did say that some people, for some people, sex is just sex. For some people, it is not. <laughs> there needs to be an emotional connection. There needs to be some type of intertwining for someone to be able to be vulnerable and open up in that way, right? And for some people, that's not a level of vulnerability. It's just really enjoying the moment and being in the moment. And they can just go, fuck, leave, and keep moving, right? Cool. Two truths exist, right? Two, two ends of the spectrum, those things exist, right? So when I asked the community what their definition of love is, it echoed the same sentiments as Mia. And what I learned in that moment is that our baseline for sex overall is trash. <laughs> it is subpar. Like subpar it is trash because if we are equating this act of making love that I have been trying to figure out for years for decades like what is the distinction between fucking and making love right I want to know because I want to know if I'm making love to somebody or if this person is fucking me if we just fucking if we just getting it in if we just doing what it is and doing to do I want to know the difference so that I can and react accordingly but unfortunately no one has been able to provide a proper distinction between fucking and making love which is one of the reasons why I don't think it exists and two the baseline of what people think or how people are defining making love is literally how people are supposed to treat you in a sexual arrangement anyway. <laughs> people are supposed to be gentle with you. People are supposed to be communicative with you. People are supposed to prioritize your pleasure. People are supposed to be attentive to your body. People are supposed to treat you like a, a regular ass human being. Like that is not making love. <laughs> That is simple. That is basic, right? So it 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 struck a chord with me because I'm like, damn, our baseline for sex with another person really is trash. It really is in the toilet, and <clears throat> it made me. It just it really <laughs> it sat with me because if we are, I'm a pause. I want to thank my bootcakes, Kalia, because her and I were having a conversation via DM, and she brought up this very important point to me, right? She said that in our upbringing, when our parents are talking to us about sex and why we shouldn't have sex before marriage and all these other things, they tell us in order for you to have sex with somebody, you have to be in love. <clears throat> and we go through life... <laughs> thinking that because this person wants to have sex with me, that they must love me. So in essence, because this person wants to have sex with me, 
they love me, so we are making love, which is so fucked up. <laughs> it is so fucked up. And that's how a lot of us, particularly women who are who have uh, had our first sexual experience with cis hetero men, that is how we got caught up and we got fucked over and we have mental issues <laughs> with men having sex because these these young boys, they weren't men, these young boys told us, yeah, baby, I love you and da 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 da, da and because we were vulnerable and we wanted to be perfect for said boy and all these other things and what all the whatever rings that young girls go through when they are in puppy love with their grammar school, I know that's gonna fuck some of y'all up, grammar school or a high school um, boyfriend, we end up giving ourselves to someone who actually doesn't love us at all. And we think we're making love, but we are not. <laughs> we're just having regular ass sex. And we are expecting this person because we are making love to treat us with basic human decency. And a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us have had our first sexual experience with a young boy and they have ghosted us. And that was traumatizing. And now we don't think love exists because I love this, this guy and he told me he loved me and I gave him some cooch and then he ghosted me. And now he makes me feel like a cheap whore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sum of our sexual experiences at a very young age, at 16, 17, 18, some of us 13, 14, right? Because young girls are having their sexual experiences very, very early in life. And because there, are, there is a lack of proper sex education, there's a lack of teaching young girls how to have their pleasure prioritized understanding their body, understanding the nuances within their body and being able to advocate and communicate for themselves. They are assuming that this is what making love is or that this is how sex is supposed to be and it is not. And it has me concerned. It has me concerned that if simple advocacy, simple, simple decency, simple consideration is a baseline for someone loving us, then what else? <laughs> like loving us in a sexual way, right? Then what else, right? Because then that, that makes me think that anytime someone is nice to you, speaking to myself as I'm speaking to y'all. Anytime someone is nice to you, anytime someone gives you attention, anytime someone has decent casual conversation with you, anytime someone shows that they care for you, you automatically assume that it is love. Again, speaking to myself as I'm speaking to you, I did that. When a guy would show me a little bit of attention, a little bit of care, a little bit of consideration, a little bit of decency. I was like, damn, he must really like me. No, he don't like me like that. He just a regular ass human being that sees another regular ass human being. He just being nice. <laughs> 
But if you've never been treated with basic human decency in general, in life, if, if people have just not been nice to you in life, right? You're gonna see those small nuances, things that people should just do because humanity. You'll, you'll take it and assume that someone has feelings for you that actually do not exist. This is the same thing with sex. When someone actually prioritizes your pleasure, you are going to think that someone is making love to you when really that's what the fuck they supposed to do in the first damn place. It's, it's odd. And it, it, it brings me to the soul tie conversation, right? It brings me to the soul tie conversation because there is this myth that each person you sleep with, right? Your soul not itself to them. And I think it's offensive. I think it's offensive as fuck for you to think so lowly of your soul that it has unearthed itself because someone has penetrated you, bumped pussies with you, stuck their penis in your ass or whatever else that has happened because bodily fluids and movements and things have been exchanged that all of a sudden your soul has unearthed itself and attached and latched itself to the other party or parties. I think that's so lowly for you to think of your soul. <laughs> I really do. I think it's very lowly to think of your soul. And first off, in order for that type of transcending sex to take place, there's all types of intentions and rituals, at least for me, at least in my thought process, there's all type of attention, intentions and rituals that need to happen in order for that shit to occur. Like the person that you are even doing this exchange with is probably not even thinking that far ahead for their soul to unearth itself and attach itself to you and not itself to That is almost impossible. Like Fuck with me for a second. Think about a soul tie. <laughs> Think about that. Think about a soul tie. Your soul nodding itself to someone. That means <laughs> that your paths are now aligned and intertwined. And if your souls are knotted together, that you too have to be in alignment with your, whatever your personal legend is, if you are the alchemist, you know what the personal legend is, whatever your personal legend is, whatever your purpose, whatever your soul's purpose here on earth, that means that you have knotted yourself or bonded yourself or attached yourself to another soul. And now y'all got to walk through life together because y'all was fucking, that shit don't make no damn sense. Who started that shit? <laughs> Who lied to us and told us that this is a soul tie? Now, I know from a, from a biblical standpoint, right? When you consummate, consummate means sex, right? So when you consummate with someone, it's considered a marriage, right? That's biblical terms. But also white people <laughs> wrote that version of the Bible. So somebody got to send me a, a verse from, from the Coptic 
Bible or from the Ethiopian Bible, and maybe I might believe that that exists, right? But some white folks wrote that, and I don't believe that shit. <laughs> There's a lot of misogyny in the Bible. That's another conversation for another day. Boom. So this whole nodding yourself to someone, it doesn't exist. Now, what can and does often happen is that you create a cord of attachment, right? Because you're exchanging energy. Sex at its, at its very baseline is an exchange of energy, right? You're sharing energy with someone and you tend to pick up on, if you, particularly if you're a highly sensitive person, you tend to pick up on whatever that person is putting down. You're vulnerable, right? Sex is energy, and, and it, sex is energy, one. Sex is an energy exchange, two. Sex is a portal. I talk about this all the time. If you've been following me for 11 years, you know those are my three with, with sex. Sex is energy, sex is an energy exchange, sender receiver, and also sex is a portal, right? So because sex is a portal, it is possible for deep-seated emotions, which may feel like your soul. I'm gonna show y'all some grace which may feel like your soul can unearth itself because sex is a portal, right? And it's easy for you to become emotionally attached to someone because you are vulnerable. Whether you acknowledge the vulnerability or not is a totally different situation, but particularly those who identify with their feminine energy or live within the feminine spectrum, we are emotional beings and that allows us to be openly emotional or more open, right? So cores of attachment do exist. So going back to making love without being in love, if we know sex is energy, we know it's an energy exchange, we know it's a portal and you've had subpar sexual experiences up until this point, whatever that point is for you, and someone is entering a sexual engagement, sexual arrangement with you with the intention of just giving you just really good sex, really giving you an experience, really ensuring that you know that they want you and that they want to enjoy this time with you. They could be, in essence, making love to your body because they want to show it love, right? So in that, in that instance, we can say making love without being in love exists. But if you don't recognize that it's just simply them prioritizing your pleasure and showing you love and showing your body love, loving on your body in a specific way, you will think that person is in love with you and you'll create a whole scenario in your head. You'll marry this person in your head. <laughs> This will be for you beyond a fuck buddy. And this other person will be unbeknown to all of these things that you have created in your head because you have just never had anybody prioritize your pleasure. So I think as I'm, com I'm, I'm coming to a, a, a rap conclusion in my head as I'm speaking, I think for us, when we talk about and when we describe someone prioritizing our pleasure as making love to us, I think we have to be careful 
with that wording. That's just me, right? Because language is my thing. I think we have to be careful with that wording, right? I want somebody to love on me, right? Because you can love on me without making love to me. You can show my body love without making love to me. I want you to show my body love. I want you to love on me. I want you to prioritize my pleasure. I want you to care about every touch, every kiss, every caress, every movement. I want you to care and be intentional with it. Move with intention and purpose. I want you to be present and in the moment with me and not thinking about what you finna cook <laughs> after you bust this nut. Like, I want you to be here in the moment with me. And I don't particularly consider that making love to me. It's just you being here. You being present. You being with me. When I have sex with someone, when I share my body with someone, I want you to be with me because you can be in so many other places in that moment you can be on your next flight going to wherever you could be at home washing your ass or fixing you a beer or watching the game you can be at your desk focusing on your projects and your deliverables you can be thinking about your next social media post, what type of content you're going to create. You could be thinking about your drive home and what playlist you're gonna play on the way home. You could be so many other places inside of me. You could be inside of me and not even be in me. Listen to me. You can be inside me and not be in me. You can be in front of me and be so far away. One of my favorite songs by Nivea is So Far. You can be right here touching me and still be so distant. It doesn't require you to make love to me, to be with me. It just requires you to see me as a human, to respect me, to respect your time with me. It requires you to respect the fact that I am sharing a part of myself with you, that I'm being open and vulnerable with you and feeling honored about me not wasting my time, <laughs> feeling honored about me carving out time, making space for you, respecting that. You don't have to be in love or make love to me to appreciate that, to honor that. I talk about holding responsibly, right? How to hold properly. How to hold properly is just respecting someone's time. Something so simple as respecting someone's time, showing someone grace, being in the moment, being present in the moment, honoring the space that you two have created to share in this moment, actually liking the person.
simple things, right? We make sex very complicated. And sometimes sex can be complicated, right? But at the very baseline, it really is just simple. Respect, honoring someone's time, and decency, basic human decency. Do I think making love exists? Again, I'll tell you no. I do believe that people who are in love make love to one another. And I'm open to the fact that if you are love and you embody love, that because you are an embodied love, you move with love. So whomever you have any type of sexual experiences and sexual arrangements with, they get love from you. But do I think that you are making love to them? No. I believe that you are loving on them and showing them love intertwined with pleasure. But yeah, this whole making love thing. You can love on me. You can do that without being in love with me. You can love on me without being in love with me because we love on our friends all the time. We love our friends. <laughs> we love our friends. We may not be in love with our friends. We may not have that uh, that eros type of love, that lusty love, that sensual love. We may not have that. We may have that agape love, that brotherly sisterly love, or we just maybe we have intimate feelings for someone. You can have platonic intimate feelings with someone and not them not be sexual, right? So you can love someone with your whole ass heart and not have to be immersed in love with them. That's how our friendships are. That's how our family is. You love on your family, you're not in love with them, but you love on your family. You're not fluid and wallowing in love and dreamy and fantastical. Doesn't have to be that. You just love on me. Because you care, because I'm a human. Yeah, this is a short one today. <laughs> but to keep that, take that into consideration, right? Take, take into consideration whether you can allow yourself to be loved on without having someone being in love with you. Can you embody love and reciprocate that embodiment to others in the form of sex? Can you simply prioritize someone's pleasure and treat them like a basic ass human being while your bodies and bumping and things without dismissing them, without treating them like a cum sock or masturbating with their bodies or just seeing them as another notch in your belt? Can you hold responsibly? You can love on somebody and hold responsibly. That's a thing. People don't think that's a thing, but that's a thing. And I know that there's this resurgence of people uh, wanting to um, shame, I guess, in a way, casual sex or take the uh, 
the attention away from casual sex, move away from that. And that's cool. However people feel, you know, I think, you know, if you can engage in casual sex, you know, you know yourself. And I think some people try to engage in casual sex and they fail. <laughs> and because they fail, they think casual sex is a fluke or that, you know, there's too much uh, hypersexuality or fetishizing, fetishizing. Um, I'm going to say that wrong every single time. <laughs> Fetis, fetishizing <laughs> casual sex, right? And this isn't to say that we haven't become hypersexualized because we have. But I also think that there are rules in engagement and that if you want to have casual sex, that you should be respectful to the people who you are going to be in arrangement with. And if you know casual sex isn't for you, then you just go on about your business <laughs> and you just don't do it, <laughs> right? Like, I think there are certain conversations that we can opt out of without having to demean the people who are comfortable with that lifestyle. I think we did more of that. We could bridge the gap of understanding for people who want to attune to where their spirit, where their body is calling them. Before I get out of my soapbox, try that. Try considering how you can embody love and show that love to someone in pleasure. Like if you say you love pussy, then you should just show the love while you're stroking. Show the love while you give a head. Kiss on it. Kiss the lips. Be gentle. If you love titties, then suck on a nipple. Be gentle when you suck on a nipple. Make love to the nipple. <laughs> show it love. <laughs> You know, if you love thighs, like how are you kissing on somebody's thighs? Man? How are you caressing someone's skin? If you love the way a woman's skin feels or a man or however a person identifies, if you love the way their anatomy feels, their skin feels, then what are you doing to show it love? I think you can show love without being in love, in pleasure, in sex. But to make love, eh, you gotta embody it in order to make it, I think. And even when you embody it, I don't think you're really making it. You're just showing it. You're sharing it. You're imparting it on someone. Anywho, that's just language. Thank you all for tuning in. And I ain't gonna tell you what we're gonna talk about next episode. Just stay tuned. Love you, bye. Stay with Sex Podcast. An audio experience of the Muses Lab can be found on all streaming platforms. Be sure to share this episode and subscribe to hear more. For an ad-free experience, join the Muses Garden at patreon.com slash the Muses Lab. 
Your contribution keeps this ecosystem running and supports the practitioners who contribute to it.